This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Hi, welcome everyone. We're very, very excited. Today, we'd like to speak about something that's vital to Klal Yisrael, something that's very, very important that every Jew has to do. And it's really what? One of the things that a Jew has to do is something called Kiruv. Now I'm going to explain through the parasha why and how would we see that it's so vital. Now when I say Kiruv, it doesn't mean, oh, it means that every single person around, you yourself, sometimes you might have somebody that's around you, friends, family, cousin, where all you have to do is very simple. Many times, it's just a call, say, listen, I have Shur tonight, why don't you come? Oh yeah, we, we, where is it? Over, over here. Oh, right now, okay, I'll come. You get to come one time, they don't know. Sometimes a person doesn't know. And don't think, oh, the rabbi is doing it. Leave it for the rabbi. Leave it, the rabbi is taking care of it. No, don't leave it. Leave it. You have to know every call Yisrael arevin zelazeh. All Bnei Sel has Arevut, has a connection to each other. And sometimes the rabbi, a lot of times, the rabbi cannot grab a person because he doesn't know where he is even. There's a lot of times where if you just bring the guy one time, or bring whatever it is, you bring the person one time, all of a sudden the life starts changing. Oh, I'll go, go, go again. I'll do it again. I'll do this. I'll do that. And you make it fun for him and you make it easy for him. You tell him, listen, I'm going to pick you up. Don't worry, you don't do nothing. I'll pick you up and go out of your way. Let me tell you something. I'll never forget I told you when um, I had my, um, I had a very close relative of mine and he wasn't learning. He wasn't learning anything. He wasn't always learning. He finished high school. He wasn't learning. What I did was like this. I called him up. I said, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is wake up. I'll give you a wake up call, put in your alarm, I'll wake you up also. I'm gonna pick you up, I'm gonna to go to shore. And that's what we did that one morning. I took him. Many years ago, I remember. I picked him up, I brought him to shul, and at the shul, I tried setting him up with actually the rabbis that was in that shul. I was, I was already, I was going to where I was in Israel, that my year in Israel, my, one of my years in Israel, I couldn't really stay to take care of it, but I went to one of the rabbis and said, Rabbi, here's my, my relative, take care of him. And he ended up from that one time, he ended up learning for the next six years, two hours a day with this rabbi. You know what I just said? About Five to six years every day for two hours a day with this rabbi. And what it, what it take? It just took just to think, just to think. How can I think about somebody else where I can bring them? How? Just think a little bit, and then you'll be able to. Um, I'll give you an example. We have this guy Shlomi Kadash, and I'm going to call him out over here tonight. And uh, and one day he comes to me, he says, uh, Rabbi, I'm bringing. A, a new guy to come to the Beit Midrash. I said, sure, no problem. He brings him and happens to be the guy's stuck. He comes every single night to learn and when he came, I said, what were you doing until now? Oh, nothing. I was on my phone. I was like, on your phone? Every night? Yeah, I'll go to my phone, I'll go to the gym, I'll play ball, I'll go out with my friends, I'll do this, I'll do that. So I says, how'd you get here? And he points to this guy, Shlomi. I said, Shlomi, how, like, like, how did he get you? He saw me on the train. He's the eyewitness. He's right here. He, he, he testified in the story. He says, I saw him on the train. 
He went over to him. He said, I remember you in my high school. Remember me? Oh, you were a year older than me. Yeah, yeah. He said, what do you do at nights? Oh, I just chill every night. He's like, why don't you come to learn? So where? So oh, the 2013 is 13. Oh, what time? 8.30, 9.30. There's different th- times we learn. 8.30, 9.30 class, 8.30 class. Whatever time, it's open. The show's open 24-7. The rabbi's there 24-7. Whatever you want to learn, learn. But the schedule time is this time. Anyway, comes in. And the rest is history. He's learning every night. He comes, learns. One, he comes, he comes in the Shabbat. And he didn't have, he didn't, he didn't have a, he didn't know where to go Shabbat. He didn't go where to learn. And this is all schut of Shlomi. By what? One word? Just he sees the guy on the train. What are you doing? Why don't you come to class? That's it. How? How did he do that? How was he thinking? So I'll tell you. It's when a person has, first of all, it could be two, two things. One, it could be business. And one, that's like, and then one is going to be not business. Let me explain. Let me explain very clearly. Like this. You have to know, I'll tell you in the business aspect. In the business aspect, you have to know that any person that you mekarev, first of all, the zikui harabim is, and it's such a great ma'ala. It's such a great, uh, 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 schut that you could have. I'll give you a perfect example. Imagine you bring a guy to Shior and he goes again and he goes again and he goes again and he goes you have a schut for eternity helping another Jew get closer to Hashem. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that the most fantastic schut one of the most fantastic schut that you can ever have? All you did is what? Bring him to class. Let's go again. Let's go again. He got little by little little by little by little by little by little. He got very very religious. Wow! Wow! So now your whole life You'll have his chut for helping that guy forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And, and I'll tell you more. I had a friend. And you know him, Rabbi Joe Jamal. You know Rabbi Joe Jamal? You can ask him the story. Listen, I'm, I'm uh, saying his name, Rabbi Joe Jamal. In growing up, we were 17, 16 years old, 17 years old. And there was one guy that after high school, he was not going to yeshiva at all. He wasn't going. That summer I was away. And Rabbi Joe Jamal spoke to him throughout the summer, every night. Come, come to Israel, learn. Come to Israel, learn. So I'll give you three months. After three months, I'm done. Okay, three months. Perfect. He got him to go three months. Fast forward over ten years. This person is a rabbi teaching shiurim every single night. He's a rabbi learning in Kolel from morning till the night. He grew a beard down there and he's Sadiq. Mamash Sadiq, he's working on himself. I remember him in Yeshiva. I remember when I was in Yeshiva, he's one of the top guys. He said, how'd you get it? Says, right, Joe Jamal. Says, I want him, what is good you have? Forever? <laughs> for what'd you do? All you did is you convinced him to go to Israel. Now you have a good for generations and generations and generations. All his kids, all his grandkids, all his great-grandkids. Now again, it doesn't take away from that person. Don't think it takes away from the person. Oh, now, oh, if I'm going to go to Shul because of you, that's it, I take my school deal. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. It works like a candle. You know a candle? You have a candle, right? You you light a candle. With that same candle, if I take a match and I light from one candle to another candle, does the fire extinguish? Yes or no? It doesn't. Same thing. Same thing. It doesn't, you know, the the person doesn't, doesn't lose any schuyot. All you do is just he gains and he gains. 
He gains and he gains. So that is what a business aspect. Now we'll tell you what a more lishma aspect. More that that's that that's great. Uh, and if you can think that in your mind and have that in your mind, Hashem will reward you forever and ever and ever. You got a person religious, him, his kids, his great grandkids, his family, That is true. We're not taking that away. But there's another aspect, and that is, if you really, really deep down, you really care. You really, really care. You say to yourself, I love you so much. I feel bad that your child is off. I feel bad. It bothers me. It, it just bothers me. I feel very bad. And I'm going to do something about it. And I'm going to help this person go on. I'll give you a perfect example. When we first opened Dere Chimed, the first night we opened, Rabbi Shaul Kassin came to speak. I'll never forget what he said. He said, imagine. Imagine. This is what he said. Imagine right now, there's a child that got kidnapped. Child got kidnapped. The ki- uh, child got kidnapped. And, and there's uh, news reporters all over the place. Oh, missing child, missing kid, missing kid, missing kid, missing kid. Imagine. I just imagine it's a million times. Man. You brought me, your, 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 kid, your, your son, your, whoever it is. What? Can't imagine. All of a sudden, they're looking for a month. Please find my child two months, six months. Three years. Ten years! Find my child! Please find my child! Finally, ten years later, you come to the father and mother, say, is this your kid? What would the parents do? As a reward for the for, for this person who found their child, what would they do? Anything in the world? Anything in the world. Kepiti here. Like, like, whatever he says goes. Whatever you want, I give you. That's what Gemara says. Now imagine now you go ahead. There's a kid that's, a person is kidnapped from the Yetzirah. This is what my cast is saying. Imagine right now. There's a child out there. He's a kidnapped from the Yetzirah. He doesn't know. He's kidnapped. This is what he said. Exact word. He's kidnapped from the Yetzirah. Quote. Kidnapped from the Yetzirah. And now you go ahead. Come, come close. Come here, Shurim. Oh, by the way, I heard this crazy, awesome Shur. Just listen to it. Hey, give me that. Hey, bring him that. What? What? What would Hashem give you? Anything you want. Open checkbook. Just, just, he has a signature. Write whatever number you want. That's the honest truth. That's the honest truth. Hashem. Wow. But how do we do that? When we feel for it. When we feel for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When we really feel that, you know, oh. Hashem, I feel for you. I, 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 I want all your children back. Uh, and don't think, oh yeah, we have uh, uh, so many yeshivot and so many shuls and so many... Don't think, oh, it's all taken care of. No. It's not true. The more you think, I also thought, wow, well, doesn't work like that. There's always a relative, there's always a friend, there's always this, there's always that. And, and you could be very convincing. And you could be very, very luring to pull them in. You could tell them, listen... I'll take you out for the most fanciest dinner in your life. Whatever you can imagine, I, I got you. But what? Come to me class two times a week on me. Or what? One time come. Just do it. Why not? You know what best investment that is? And then he comes. Whoo, you hear what's going on over here? And now I want to apply it to the parasha. 
How? I'll tell you. If you look in Parashat Vayakhel, it says Moshe is grabbing grabbing Vayakhel Moshe. He gathers all Bnei Yisrael. This is what Hashem wants. What is he? What is he gathering them in for? To what? To do what? To build the Mishkan. But right, the second he gathers them in, he doesn't say go build the Mishkan. You know what he says? Sheshet yamim ta'asem elachau bayom hashemi elachem kodesh shabbat shabbaton. And then he speaks about the Mishkan. Then he speaks about the Mishkan. I understand this. You're gathering the people. Tell them about the Mishkan and then tell them about Shabbat. What, what, what? Gathering the people to build the Mishkan. So tell them to build the Mishkan. Oh, and by the way, oh, alright, you know what the answer is? Because we don't want you to mahal Shabbat, so therefore don't build, don't build the Mishkan on Shabbat. Fine, but first gather people, tell them what you want, and tell them on Shabbat don't work. Why in the beginning, when you're gathering everybody, first thing you're saying, about Shabbat. The whole point of gathering is what? The purpose was what? Ruchi, the purpose was what? Gathering for what? Mishkan. Mishkan. To build the Mishkan. But why, why are you speaking about Shabbat right now? What well, connection Shabbat? And then if they speak about the Mishkan? Good question, huh? This is Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's question. Doesn't he? Rabbi and he says, if you look in Parashat Terumah and Tetzaveh, it speaks about the Mishkan, Mishkan, Mishkan. And then in Parashat Kedisa, you go at the end, and it speaks about what? Shabbat. So, by Terumah Tetzaveh, spoke about what? Mishkan, Mishkan, Mishkan. Do this, do that, how to do, how to do that. And then it spoke about Shabbat, keeping Shabbat. And then in Bayakel, it speaks about what? It speaks about, uh, the Shabbat. And then it speaks about building the Mishkan. What happened? You know, you know the answer to Yaakov Kamenetsky? He says very simple. What happened was, that, in order to build the Mishkan, we, we have to, we have to have something called, we know, something called Akdut. We have to be one. We have to be all connected. We have to have that connection. So now, what happens is, this is very simple. Up until now, up until now, you see Parashat Terumah and Tetzaveh, everybody pretty much was, was connected. Everybody was, was good. But then what happened in Kadesh HaKadisa? He says, Shem, keep, keep the Shabbat. What happened? It was, Heta Egel. By Heta Egel, you know what happened by Heta Egel? It made a big, big pirud. Thank you. It made a big, big separation. What was the separation? We know. And what happened in the separation? The Leviim. If, if, if they were, Leviim didn't sin in the Heta Egel. But, if there was witnesses, and they warned them, they said, don't do Egel. What happened? What did Moshe tell them to do? Go kill them. Kill them. 3,000 people, dead. Sliced. What happened? If they were, were witnesses, but they didn't warn them, so there was a Magifa, there was a, uh, a plague, that they died. And if there was no witnesses, and no warning. What happened? They, Moshe Rabbeinu grinded up the Egel. And after he grinded up the Egel, he put it and in the water and he, he made them drink. Anybody who did the Egel, their stomach blew up. Like Sotah. It blew up. 
You know what, you know what the deen of Sota is, right? You know the whole Sota, right? What happens if the lady, if the husband said, don't go, don't go alone with this man? He went, she went alone. What's Allah? She, she has to drink water and, the, and, and they, they take the, they take the, the, the Shema Shem of the Sota, where it says the Pasha of Sota, and they scrape it into the water and she drinks. If she did something, she blows up. Same thing over here. They took the Hegel, they put it in, they, they, they ground it up, they put it in the water, you drink, you did something, the guy, if there was no witnesses or no warning, the guy blew up. The guy literally blew up. It was an amazing thing. But that caused something called pirud. A separation. It was a separation. People were being separated. Imagine what are you doing? You're killing this guy, killing that guy. It was a big separation. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu have to do? Vayakel. He had to gather them physically. But that's not enough. That's great. Physically gather them. Vayakel. Moshe took them together. Physically gather them all. Now the Chedahegel is over. Now I'm going to gather all of you. But now he tells them about Shabbat. Why? Because, what does he say over here? Sheshet yamim ta'aseh melachah u'bayom ha'shevi'i yelachem kodesh Shabbat Shabbaton Work six days, but Shabbat? Off. You know what happens at that point? The gathering that Moshe Rabbeinu was doing, not just physical gathering. He said, keep the Shabbat, because when you keep the Shabbat, what happens? Everybody is unified spiritually now. How do you have the Shabbat? All of a sudden you come in, you're a father. You're a father of a nice family, your wife and your kids. The father's busy, right? During the week, he's busy. He's in the morning, uh, that, working, doing, whatever he's doing, learning, he's busy. Comes Friday night, the father comes home from shul, the kids all stand up as soon as he walks in, he says the beautiful kiddush, all the kids line up, daddy bracha, daddy bracha, daddy bracha, mommy bracha, mommy bracha, mommy bracha, and he says hamotzi, and then he could sit on an atmosphere of a table, where there's no phones, there's no phones. Baruch Hashem for Shabbat that there's no phones. There's no phones. Usually sometimes the father is sitting down at the table, oh, he has his phone, and even though his wife says, get off the table, okay, fine. So he puts it in his pocket, he's the buzz, wait one second, let me see what this is. You talking to me or are you talking to your phone? What are you doing? Just one second, maybe it's emergency. You know, I went the other day to a uh, an event, they asked me to speak, and uh, when I was there, so I, I, did not, I, I needed somebody to record. So I said, can somebody give me give me their phone or put in an airplane mode I need to record? I'm looking, like silent. Nobody can let go of their phone. It's an amazing thing. I was like, please. Two minutes, three minutes. I couldn't believe it. Why? Not one person could go and give their phone? No, maybe I'm gonna get a phone call. Maybe I'm gonna get it. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like dopamine. It's like a drug. Like dopamine goes into the brain. Oh wait, the second he sees, you know, if you see that flash or a ring or a buzz or, oh, you know how you have a click. Oh, oh my goodness, maybe, oh, what happened? Somebody needs me. What happened? What is it saying? And then you realize, oh, scam, some scam. Like, oh man, why do I pick it up? <laughs> oh, why do I even open up the message? Oh, now I have to go fill down my email. What I do? You know? It's crazy. More person addicted. Come Shabbat! Onek Shabbat, no phone, sit down, relax. And the kids are happy. I can finally have my father. I can have my mother to my, to, to myself. Oh, if you knew how much your child just wants you without the phone, wow! 
You'd be like, wow, my, my, my kids need a father, my kids need a mother. They don't need to grow up thinking the whole entire time. I have a friend, you know what he does? He takes his phone, he comes in the house, he puts it in next to the mailbox, something over there. Right when he walks in, he has a coat closet, he puts it in the coat closet, shuts it off. Then the next two hours, he's home, and that's it. He's really home. He's eating dinner, he's doing this, he's doing that. After that, he'll take his phone. But until then, he puts it every single day. If you can't do it two hours, do it one hour, do it a half hour. When you come home, that's it. Phone is off completely, put it in a thing. Don't put it on silent. Because you're always thinking, oh, maybe I got a buzz, maybe I had this, maybe I had that. Then you see the thing flashing, Oli! What do you do? Completely off. Tach, boom. And now you sit there on the Shabbat table, and you give over to your children. And guess what? It's the most effective that night, Shabbat day. You know why? Because there's so much spirituality going on that moment. The Kedusha of that day is so powerful that in the Neshamat Yeterad, they have Neshamat Yeterad over there and they're looking and they're waiting and they're waiting to hear the Devre Hizuk, the Devre Torah from their father and from their mother. And you can give them anything you want. Anything about life. You can tell them all the stories that Hashem helped you out the whole week. Oh, I was doing this, I was doing that. Hashem, I mean this, Hashem, I mean that. And that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, guess what? I have to gather people. I'll gather them physically, yes. I gather them. Vayakel, Kahal, from the Hashem of Kahal. I'll gather them physically, yes, yes, gather them, gather them, gather them. But there's a problem. How am I going to gather them spiritually? Oh, you know how? What's the first thing? Shabbat. Shabbat. Because when a person keeps Shabbat, he knows. There was a guy, he told me that his whole life, he's actually, I'm not going to say, but you guys know who he is. And I'll tell you after, 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 after I'm being recorded now, I'll tell you after who it was. He told me growing up, he wasn't so religious. He himself wasn't so religious. And he would go out, and he would hang out, and he would this, and he would that. But he said there was one thing that held him the most, the most, the most. What was that? He said his father, he knew how important it was for his father to have him at the Shabbat table for Kiddush. So no matter what it was, no matter what Friday night it was, no matter if all his friends are going out Friday night, he knew I can't go out until I have Kiddush, my father. And he told me that that was one of the things that saved him. And now that, that he's married, he sees how vital and important that is. How he sit there, Shabbat is Shabbat. You stay with me. You're not going to your friend's house, sleeping over your friend. Shabbat, you're in my house. What are you doing? What are you doing in your friend's house? You're, you're, my, you're on my table. That's it, finished. You're in my house, you're on my table, Shabbat Kol. But you don't have to be a tyrant about it, but a nice way, in a nice way. This is, this means the biggest thing. My whole week, you tell your kids, my whole week I'm looking forward just to sit with you on the Shabbat table. And then you prepare stories. Tzadikim. You ask them for stories. You ask them for Tibre Torah. And then, oh, you get uplifted and you bring the Kiruv back. You bring them even back. You bring them so close to Kadosh Baruch they'll never forget it. 30 years later, 20 years later, when they become parents, they'll always remember, oh, when my father came home from shul, he was glowing. And he said the Kiddush, he gave me Baraka, and the first thing he spoke about was the Vre Torah. Not the news, what's happening in, 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 in Ukraine, and what's happening here. Honey, did you hear what's happening in Ukraine? Not now, the Shabbat. Kokula Torah. 
know it says it says it says what does that mean? It's saying Hashverosh. When he when he drank wine on the seventh day, he got drunk. Someone like says, "What do you mean? You know, only on the seventh day he, he got he, he drank wine, he got drunk. What do you mean? All the other days he didn't get drink and drunk, got drunk? What's going on? Why the seventh day? So the Gemara is Doresh. Listen to this Gemara. Megillah. What daf ketash? What daf? Okay, got a review. Daviy Gimel. I believe it's Daviy Gimel. But you're holding it in my coat, no? He knows my code. I asked him in the car, what's my code? He got me on the right page. Keep it up. I'm telling you. My code. And he did it last time. I said, thank you, lie. He's not holding because he's not doing the mistake. But my code, right away, he got the daf. Huh? Amazing. Anyway, so what did he say? He says, oh, I forgot what I'm up to now. Seven days. Oh, it says Seven days. You'd bet. I think it's you'd bet. Anyway, so it says over there what happens. It says seven days. What's seven day? It says seven days is Shabbat. And he says, what happens on Shabbat? What do the Jews do? What do the Jews do? You know what the Gemara says? The second they start the meal, of course, eat a little bit, have the kibbeh, have the lamajin, dip it in the, dip it in the tahini, dip it in the hummus, whatever you're eating, chillin, you're eating kugel, whatever you're having, yapchik, whatever you're having. Eat a little bit, yeah? Have, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Shabbat, you're supposed to enjoy the food for Shabbat. Right? Yeah, enjoy it. Supposed to enjoy. You don't know how much orot comes down on Shabbat. You don't know how much orot the Benish Chai says. I believe it's in Shemot. The Parashat Shemot in the beginning. I forgot exactly where. Benish Chai says it's facts. That if a person learns on Shabbat, it gives the power in Shemaim a thousand times more during the week. You know what I just said? A person learns Torah on Shabbat, it's a thousand power, times it by a thousand power. It does during the week. Yeah! You hear what I said? It's a crazy thing. There was one rabbi, he went to another rabbi in Spot about a hundred years ago. I heard this firsthand from this rabbi's grandson who's a 75 years old now. The big rabbi is Rabbi Yao Shemuelis, I believe it's his grandfather who spoke to a big, big Mikubal in Spot many years ago. This is what happened, 150 years ago. This is what happened. He told him every Shabbat, he goes to the Kotel, and he, and he prays, and he does Tehilim, he does that, he does that. He said, how long of a walk it is? Yeah, it's a far walk. From my house, it's a very far walk. He said, I want you to stop. Go every Friday with a car back and forth. And Shabbat, you sit and learn. You know what it is? It's a thousand times powerful in Shabbat. You know what that is? Sit and learn. Don't waste time on Shabbat. Learn, 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 learn. You have an Eshama Yitera. You have extra Kedusha. You sit and you learn more and more and more. That's Shabbat. That's Shabbat Kedusha. You built it into your neshama. And now what are you saying? That's the time it says over here. And that's exactly the reason why. What does he say? He says, how do you bring the people? How's the best uh, time to get a, a person b'tshuva? One of the best times is with food. With food. Sit there. Give me a nice glass of wine. Chavon. Come to my house. Let's talk. Let's schmooze. What do you like? Hey, you like this? I got you special, uh, special dessert for you. Wow, what a dessert! Thank you for thinking of me. Oh, by the way, I know you like this item. This is for you. Wow! So all of a sudden, he talked him. It opens it up, and now once he's open, Torah, Hashem loves you. Hashem loves you. You don't know. You know how good it is to be. And that's exactly what Moshe is doing. You know what he's doing? But I care, Moshe. He physically grabbed them together. But what? 
He needs to grab them together spiritually. So what is he saying? Seven days, keep Shabbat work six days, keep Shabbat the seven day, and you all be spiritual together. You come to shul, you come, you go to your houses, you have, you need unity. And when you have that unity, now you can build the Mishkan. And then we'll build the Mishkan. That's exactly what Moshe Rabbein was doing. He was, in the beginning, when it says, the Jews were united. So he was telling them, telling them, telling them. After that, he said, also keep Shabbat. But once they did Hegel, now he has to unify them again, and unify them spiritually, and then build the Mishkan. How do you do that? Keeping Shabbat. Do it. Get him. And that's why it's so vital and so important that a person has to, but it's not just, that's just one of the ways. There's a million other ways to bring people closer. But we have to figure out ideas how to do that. How to do that. It's a cousin, it's a brother. I know one, one, one guy, every Friday, he calls his cousin from, I don't know, Jiddiesville. He lives in Johannesville. And he calls him five minutes, Divrei Torah. For Shabbat, the Torah. Wow, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And that's exactly what's going on over here in this week. Not only that, it says, Meseche Ta'anit. At the end, it says, in the future, Hashem's gonna make a circle. And what is that circle? Everybody's gonna, in Olam they're gonna make a circle. And everybody's gonna say, oh, Zeh Hashem Kivinullah, Zeh Hashem Kivinullah, this is the Hashem that we want, this is the Hashem, this is the Hashem. Everybody's gonna point to, this is my Hashem, this is my Hashem. It says, what happens if you take one guy out of the circle? It's not a circle anymore. So we need every single Jew. And how? One of the things, if you care about them as your brother, you care about them as your relative. Because if you really cared about them, you would do something. You would do something. You'd bring them. you give them a call. you give them a text. you do this. little bit. And you know what? What comes out of the heart, goes into the heart. So if you do it out of love, Really? And you really care for them? They'll feel it? I'll say, you know what? I'll respect that. I'll do that. Let me, let me think about that. I'll consider that. And this is what I want. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.